Welcome to the Jesus Would Have Tweeted That Podcast, a Christian lifestyle show where just like old school testimony service, you get advice, inspiration, and encouragement as we discuss topics that strengthen your faith, family, friendships, and business with your favorite Christian innovators, leaders, artists, and influencers who love to laugh out loud and testify to the goodness of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Sharice Belton. Hello, 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 and welcome to another great episode of Jesus Would Have Tweeted That. It's your girl, Sharice, Sister Sharice Felton, a.k.a. Reese is Unstoppable, if you follow me on IG. So grateful to God for the opportunity to be with you guys tonight and just share my heart, God's heart for all of us, um, and just kind of share some of the things we went through this week. I know we've been establishing our schedules and establishing various things as we put all of these processes into place um, regarding our podcast, our website, and the developing of our business. If anybody hasn't visited our website, we're at www.unstoppablechurchmedia.com. We offer a free platform to any business or ministry owners who'd like to see how they're performing online. You'd like to get a grade from uh, A, being you're doing awesome and you don't need our help, all the way down to the F to say you might want us to chime in about your marketing, your social media presence, and your digital platform. So that is a free service. It's no obligation. You can just go in, type in your business details, and wham, it spits out a great report for you every month. And tells you if you're not doing so great, how to improve. So definitely do that. Um, right now we've been talking a lot about doors, and boy, is that like an amazing, an amazing topic. I, if you guys don't know, I work with a lot of ministries. I work with a lot of nonprofits, a lot of business owners that come to me and say, "Hey, I've got an idea, and I want to know how to execute it." And what I love about when somebody has a spark I like to and fan the flame until it's this huge gigantic thing um sometimes people come to me say "Eh, I just want to keep it small and I just want to do this um if that's what you want to do that's great and that's your vision that's perfectly fine um but I am the ideas person so if you come to me it's because you want to grow if you come to me it's because you want to see it bigger better stronger and longer and that's absolutely what I do. So from brand marketing to uh, helping establish and and gain ground, strengthening and lifting your cords, enlarging your tent, um, and grabbing all of your virtual real estate if it's for your business or your ministry, your nonprofit organization. That's absolutely what I do. And I like to motivate people. You can't come down here with your shoulders all shrugged, you know, bent over, hunched over, you know, you don't know what to do. You're Sally Sue. You don't know what to do. You know, I'm the lady that, you know, from the Incredibles smacking you back and forth. Get yourself together. You know, after after you get to talking to me, if your shoulders ain't back and you're not sitting erect, I don't know where you've been, sister, because there's no sad stories in the kingdom, not here and not with me. Here at Jesus would have tweeted that we talk about nothing but the goodness of God and all that he's done for us. All we do is elevate people. All we do is push the envelope and 
really control our narrative and talk about what it is that God has for us, what our expectations are, and put a strategy in place behind going to get it. If it's not about that, you can't talk, you can't kick it over here. You can't sit with us like in Mean Girls. So that's what it's about. We've been talking a lot, and like I said, back to my original point, about doors. D-O-O-R-S. Now, my voice is almost back, but I don't shut up long enough for it to fully, like, come back in. So you guys might be stuck with this voice for a little while. I hope you like it. And listen, I've been watching, not only have we been talking about doors, I've been watching doors open for so many people. I've got a great podcast that I'm working with, a great ministry that I'm helping develop for um, a ministry leader locally. She said this is an idea she's been sitting on for eight years. She's been, you know, monitoring it, but she's just now seeing it able to flourish and take off and go to the heights where she believes God really wants it to go. Um, And she feels like God is truly, truly opening the door for her. And some people are saying, you know, like, do you really want to do that? Is that something that, you know, you, you know, at this point in your life, how do you know God is opening a door for you? Now, we, you know, we know that God will open doors, he'll close doors. He's a sovereign God. He does exactly what it is he wants. Well, how do you know? Some people say, well, I've heard the saying that if God opens, when he closes a door, he opens a window. Well, that's usually spoken to somebody who you're like, they had something that didn't quite, they had like a wah, 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 wah moment and you're trying to encourage them. But we don't hear much just about when people say God's going to open this door. So let me just share a little bit about what I've learned personally about God opening doors. So although encouraging people is essential, I think people need to understand how to tell if it's God opening the door or not in the first place. We're going to get to the exit strategy, but I want y'all to hear this part. So first you have to look at God's heart towards you, the way he opens doors, how he prepares for you to enter into that door and the confidence you can have when you uh, are about to go through those doors. You have to look at a verse, maybe Revelations 3 and 8. He says, I know all the things you do and I've opened a door for you that no one can close. You have a little strength. Yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. The first thing you have to realize and allow to minister to your heart is the fact that God is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's sovereign. He's omnipotent. He's um, uh, omniscient. And he knows everything that that you've done, both bad and the good. He knows everything. I remember when I was a kid, it used to frighten me that, you know, Santa Claus, my mama would be lying about. I hope she repented about this, but... Anywho, he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. And it used to frighten me. Like, if I'm laying there trying to play like I'm asleep, so he just, you know, bring the toys already. You know, but God knew all of it. You know I mean, Santa Claus knew all of it. And when you start thinking about that, if in that thought process and my childlike mind, that frightened me to at that point in my life. Probably because I was up to no good, like sneaking in the presence. But as an adult, as a believer, it comforts me to know that God knows everything that I'm doing, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that he knows my heart. He's concerned about it, that he absolutely knows the way that I take and he's sovereign. And even in his sovereignty, he will still do and perform the things that he said he was going to do. Wait, what? Yes. 
God will still do and perform the things that we have done. Even if I'm good or bad, it has no precedence. Let me tell you why. What I've learned is that God will be good to you and he will keep his promise to you just to prove it to others. Because literally what he's doing for you is not based on your faithfulness. It's, I heard a songwriter, I think it was Yolanda Adams. She used to sing a song. She said, not because I've been so faithful and not because I've always obeyed, but because you are so good and you're so righteous and you promised to be with me all along the way. God does not go back on his word. He knows your strengths and weaknesses and he can plan so that you walk into a new season of your life, one that is uniquely prepared just for you. Trust me, people say, but I, I made a mistake and did X, Y, Z. You know, I heard I've been dealing with um, our outreach department and um, our mental health awareness team talking about mental health awareness and just taking full inventory of your past and one young lady got into our group last night she said but I've had an abortion I had you know abortion you know I had an unwanted pregnancy and I terminated it easily you know early can God forgive me yes yes God absolutely forgives you he absolutely loves you he absolutely wants you and he has a place prepared that even that thing that seemingly thing that you think is a stain, God wants to use it and he wants to bring you, there's a unique door where that story is going to be used. So, so when God brings you to an open door, let's just get this under control. One of the signs is that you recognize that what you've done in your past works and he's prepared you for the new adventure that's being opened up to you. Listen, God is all powerful. Nothing you can do or nothing anybody could say can close a door. He's open for you. I found this to be so true. On There's so many times where I think I've played myself out of what God really has for me. And he says, Sharice, don't you think I have your, you know, your personality traits in the equation? Trust me, it's in the recipe. You know, my mom used to make banana pudding and my grandma, she likes to put in her condensed milk when she's whipping up the banana pudding and making it from scratch. She likes to use a little bit of lemon squeeze in there to give it a a different flavor. And you know what? When you taste it, mama, it's not no lemons in here. This is a banana pudding. It's banana flavor. It tastes like bananas. She says, trust me, baby, it's in there. That's what God's saying to me. Sharice, I know that you were going to mess up. I knew that you were going to lose your temper. I knew that you might get impatient from time to time. And guess what? It's in there. It's absolutely in there. All things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. So when people literally get there, he says, no one, the Bible says, no one can close the door that God is open for you. So listen, when he opens the door, a man might try to get in the way. You might miss it the first time, but it will remain open until you walk in. So you think to yourself, because I know people get to get into these deep teachings. There's this, these timings and you have to come in there 
trust me, God's timing is always perfect. And when you do walk through the door, when you do get to the next step, he's already calculated the timing it would take for you to get there. People often talk about the children of Israel and how they wandered in the desert for 40 years and how they were really only, I believe they said something like a nine or 11 day journey from where they needed to be or just nine or 11 miles. I forget exactly how uh, some of these really deep theologians put it. No shade at all. They're awesome. Um, I'm going to work on digging deeper. But they were, the thought process, they weren't 40 years away from the promise. They were only nine, 11 days, nine, 11 miles, whatever the case they may be, away from the promise. And you don't think God put that in the equation? He's all-knowing. He's all-seeing. He's omnipotent. He's powerful. Why in the world would you think he wouldn't put it in the equation? Um, Sometimes it might lead you to ask questions like, why is God opening doors? Listen, many people either don't see that the open doors of God that's provided for them, or they don't believe that God has opened the door for them. This is caused because they believe that God really does not have their best interest in mind. Are you serious right now? Does anybody not got like Jeremiah 29 and 11, like tatted across their understanding right now? They believe that somehow that God, that following God through open doors will either lead them to disaster or calamity or I don't know. I don't know what they think. That's literally like they think God does not have their best in mind. This could not be any further from the truth. Romans 8.31 says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? God has a vantage point. My pastor likes to always say, you know, you young people like to keep it 100. He said, but your 100 is like maybe a hundredth of the 100. In other words, God's vantage point is so much bigger than ours. How could we possibly think that from this view, we can see more than he can see. We can understand more that we have a bigger, that we have a bigger vision than him. We just don't. And the all knowing and all seeing and our all wise God, he's never against us. He's absolutely for us. He wants the best for us. He wants to give us a life that he knows will be fulfilling for us. He has no ulterior motive. We know that whatever is good and perfect comes down from God, our father. He created all the lights in heaven. He never changes. He doesn't cast a shadow. So when he's opening the door, he's doing it. You're like, why do you want to open the door for me? Because he want to bless you. He want to bless you. People think, well, you know, he has to shut one door in order to open another one. So yeah, you know, I remember when I shut the doors of my business, not one time did I think the reason that I was shutting the doors to that business is because God didn't love me or he had some outdate, some ulterior diabolical scheme that he wanted to do. I immediately knew God got something better than this. And for me, where I was in that business and how much money I made and all the people that I got to touch and the things I got to do, you mean you got something better than this? Well, let me sit back and fold my hands because, baby, this is the best I had ever had. I'm not kidding you. It's the most money I had ever made. 
It was the biggest house I had ever lived in. It was the best cars I've ever driven. It was the best position I'd ever been entrusted to. And you mean to tell me you got something better than this? Let me sit down. I need to be quiet. I'm going to fold my hand. I didn't even want to do anything. You ever sit down at a nice table and you've counted all the forks and there's so many you don't know which goes first. So you don't want to touch nothing. That was me. Literally. Literally me. Sitting there with my hands. I didn't even want to touch the table. It was too nice. I started thinking, Lord, am I dressed correctly for my future? I need to get it together. God gives good gifts. He does it for our best. He wants the very best for us. He's a good, good father. That's just who he is. And he wants the best for his kids. When my children, when I had my children, the first thing I wanted to do, I remember having my daughter, Selah, and I didn't know if I wanted to use Johnson & Johnson or if I wanted to use Baby Magic products. So I went about trying them and reading reviews and putting shampoo in my eyes just to see which one had really no more tears and you know, I was a sniffing, got the sniffing arms. Do I want to smell like Johnson and Johnson? Do I want to smell like baby magic? Until ultimately I decided what was best for her. Then I chose the best daycares. They had to be a Christian daycare and the best schools. She even went to Christian college, all of these things, because I wanted absolutely the best for her. When I went about to buy her car, I used, my first car was like, okay. Oh raggedy 1965 Ford Mustang. I love that car to death. It didn't even have reverse lights because apparently you didn't need to go in reverse in 1965. But in for so forget about it, it only had lap seat belts. There was no shoulder belts, no airbags. You know, you just didn't need that in 1965 apparently. But when I went about to buy my daughter's first car, I had to look at the reviews. I had to kick the tires. I had to take a look at the airbags and see what was happening. Do you got AAA? Do you got a carjack? Do you got a cell phone to call your daddy? You know, I wanted to make sure she had the very, very best. And if I'm a mother, my husband and I know that that's what our desire is for our daughter. Can you imagine what God's best is for you? Can you imagine? I mean, sometimes I don't even want to imagine my own future. I lie on my bed and I sit there and I meditate on the promises in the word of God, because I'm going to tell you something. If I was to look at my vantage point and how I see my future, I'd be looking from left to right. But the word of God tells us you should lift your eyes and look into the hills. Hallelujah. From which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. You have to look to the rock that is higher than I. He is the one who's going to give it to you. He's the one who's going to give you the download that you need to be able to execute and live the very best life that he has for you so that you can declare and decree everywhere you go. I am unstoppable. So listen, people say, okay, I get it. God wants to open a door for me. I get it. I don't, I want to shut other pe other things, people, places and things out because I want God to open a door. Yes. Yes. You're getting it. You're getting it. How does he do it? Well, I'm glad you asked. There are two things at work. Literally when God opens doors, there's an internal and then there's an external. The internal is the things that God does to prepare you from the inside out. It would do no good for God to open a door if you that you weren't ready to handle yet. What good would it be for a father to open the door for an infant to a stake when he don't even have the teeth to chew it? 
right. He's got to prepare him and then let him grow and let him digest. And God is always preparing us for the next door. He's always preparing us to go to higher heights and deeper depths until we reach our final destination, which is with him in heaven, where we'll hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. If you are looking for God to open a door in your life, I suggest you look in the areas of your life that he is trying to work on in you. So if it's people skills, money management, a more intimate prayer life, for me, it's being quiet. I'm like, Lord, this is incredible to me because at the time that I have to be quiet, study to be quiet, be still and know that he is God. My new business is talking for a living. So can you imagine that? I have to be concise about the words that I choose because God is is building my audience. He's enlarging my territory, expanding my tent, he's strengthening and lengthening my cords. So the conversations I have to the ones and twos and the twos and fews, and even on my own social media platforms, personally, I gotta nip it in the bud and keep it like zip, zip, zipperson. So that when he does open my mouth to speak, and prepared and he puts a word in my mouth it can be received appropriately the number one thing that I do is prayerfully and it's emotional it's a breaking it's a it's twisting it's turning but he's tearing down all of these walls that I built and these defense mechanisms these needs to be right to address people to jump out of the car and tell them hey you ran a stop sign he's breaking that down and it's emotional because those are my defense mechanisms. I feel like, hey, I need those. But you don't, Sharice. You don't. Because I will speak for you the moment that you're going to be quiet. So when anybody asks to give you an answer, you're going to open your mouth and it'll be I that's speaking through you. I don't want to talk more than I want to hear God. I know some people listen just so they can respond. I'm being quiet and listening until God responds. And I want to encourage you to do the same. So get busy letting God prepare you for your next door. The second thing at work is when God is opening a door is an external work. These are the types of things like divine appointments, the people he's bringing in your life that are going to bring you to your next door. These can be things like financial provision. Our pastor's been talking about purpose and provision. And the next stage that you're about to enter to. There's an old wise teller of proverb that says, and it's not in the book of Proverbs, just one of those things that people either say or tattoo on themselves, but it says where God guides, he provides. This is the year of purpose and provision in 2022 that was declared by my pastor, the prophet Nathan Justin. And it could be a lot of things that are happening, but it's like, I guarantee you, if God tells you to go fish, I guarantee you, as soon as you, before you cast your net, fish are going to be jumping up to jump onto your line. So where God guides, he provides. So they can be little external things that are pressing for you, like things like getting additional education or getting that additional license. All of these things are ways that God works in the external world to open a door for you. Once you start moving towards your purpose God externally now we're talking because you're already doing the internal work you're reading your bible you're fasting you're praying you're meditating and you're you're, you're keeping yourself you're, you're under the blood of Jesus and staying focused on him now the external things are that you're working towards is 
you know, if one of my goals is to lose weight, I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to connect with a trainer. I'm going to connect with a nutritionist. I'm going to connect with somebody who can do meal prep or teach me something. I'm going to follow certain blogs so that I can feed myself in this area. Literally, there are some people who are walking towards and wanting going into different areas of ministry. But there are a lot of doors you got to go through before you get to that destination. And that's the thing. People think that once they attain to a certain level, I've arrived. Oh, baby, it's not about the arrival. It's about the journey. You have to, you have to feel as dedicated or as committed to the journey as you will be to the destination or God can't use you. Literally, you have to, that preparation that gets you ready for ministry, for the people, places, and things. Those are the things you're actually going to do. Those things are the, that's the applicable work that's going to continue. So listen, we covered the two ways that we know God is opening up doors for us. We talked about preparedness. We talked about internal preparedness and external provision. Now, that sometimes is not enough for anybody can determine if a certain door is being opened specifically by God. This is where you got to trust the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. There's, you know, literally, if you look at how he's prepared you in the past and it fits and you'll see there are certain circumstances were arranged for you for you to be able to walk through. That's why you have to rehearse the, the goodness of God within you. You've got to think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for you. You have to he said you are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. So I'm going to suggest one more final step. And this is the confirmation step. So it comes in three parts. One, the confirmation is in your spirit, the confirmation in your family, and in the confirmation of wise counsel. If you don't hear anything in your spirit about walking through this door and it doesn't ring true to you or spiritual excitement, then A, it's probably not God. And A, if your family doesn't see the fingerprints of Jesus on the door that's being opened for you, if they don't see God moving, this is your trusted family. I mean, literally, then it's probably not God. It's just the maneuvering of men. And you got to watch about that. Finally, if your closest, wisest counsel, your pastors, your leaders, your Christian friends, if they don't see it, then I would sincerely decide to take a step back and reevaluate what's going on. God is not only big enough to speak to you, but he's also big enough to speak to those around you. And just remember, an open door from God will remain an open door for you because what God has for you is absolutely positively without a doubt just for you. Many times people make the mistake of walking in fear when they come, oh, I think I'm going to miss it. Oh, if I don't act immediately, it'll go away. That's a lie from the pits of hell because literally only Satan comes with the buy now, buy now, buy now, buy now. God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but a power and love and that of a sound mind. Listen, he does, God doesn't have to operate with fear and make you feel any level of anxiety because haste will cause you to make a mistake. God is powerful. When I say nobody can pluck them out your hands, I mean nobody, baby. And that means that no one can close the door he's opened, including you. He loves you enough and he's patient enough to walk you through the process. Now, the immediate opening you may seem like close, but trust me, the door God has for you 
is going to stay open. The last thing that might have passed you by and people might make you feel like you missed it. That was a different passage. Listen, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by him. Our life is a journey. Don't get caught up wondering about how you might have made a mistake and missed a step. God got you. His word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Okay? Listen, we didn't get to the exit strategy. I promise you. I promise you. I got so much more on doors for you on the next episode. Listen, if this blessed you, invite some other people to come and join us on this podcast. Get them on Jesus would have tweeted that because all we talk about is the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for us. And we glorify God in everything that we say. Thanks for listening to the Jesus would have tweeted that podcast. Join us next time for more love, laughs, and inspiration. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the goodness of the Lord. Go to www.unstoppablechurchmedia.com and see how you can be a featured guest on our show. Until next time, remember, God loves you, and so do we, and there's nothing you can do to stop it.